Welcome to the Dope CFO Podcast, where you can find the best information for accountants and bookkeepers that want to start and grow a highly profitable and flexible remote cannabis accounting firm with your host, Andrew Hunziker. Now that's dope. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Hunziker, CPA, also CFO, founder of Dope CFO as well. About my background, I've been a CPA for over 25 years, was at a big four, including PricewaterhouseCoopers. I won the gold medal award for the highest score on the CPA exam, as well as was runner-up for the Portland, Oregon Business Journal CFO of the Year Award in 2017, and I was the first ever cannabis CFO to be nominated. Done lots of startup work as well. Um and love um, teaching all of our community. We have now over 500 people in all 50 states in our Dope CFO program. Hello, everybody. This is Andrew Hunziker, CPA, founder of Dope CFO. Um, today is a big day. We are celebrating our 100th episode. Um, I never thought I would get there <laughs> on this. Um, but we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. You know, we've had over 40,000 downloads. And we're looking forward to our next 100. We don't put ads on our shows. And we just do this um, for you all. So we've had a super great time doing this. We have uh, actually a ton of great episodes about to come up as well. Um, and so this episode, we're going to kind of look back, look at the industry. Um, the last, um, we're actually almost to year six at this point, how it's evolved, what is next. And we're also going to join the latest three members of my team that have just joined and be, be covering that with, with them as well. So first off, I will start off by introducing everyone and then we will go into the show. So let's start with Dope CFO Chief Operating Officer Ray, Raymond Guns, who's a CPA. He's been in the Dope CFO program <clears throat> for quite some time. He's an experienced CPA professional with both national and international companies um, within the fields of audit, accounting, financing, and tax. And um, He's also the C COO of our company, Dope CFO Certified Advisors, um, as well. He graduated with his master's, obtaining his CPA license and climbing the corporate ladder for eight years. He saw a need within the cannabis niche and started his own accounting practice. Um, he's been a Dope CFO for at least a few years already and then joined our team earlier this year. So, Ray, welcome back. And um, why don't you fill in the gaps on that and then we'll we'll introduce David next. Yeah, <clears throat> thanks for having me. I'm excited to step into this new role for sure and help kind of the, the franchisees be successful. As you explained, I come from a big team in the corporate world. And so I know that like big goals require big teams. And so I'm excited to build this team up and accomplish some big goals. Awesome. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. And, um, and Ray, Raymond, we'll go over this more, is the forward face really of the business. He is out there at events, speaking and stages, helping our customers, helping cannabis farms and dispensaries, and just really out there in the industry. Um, next, let's talk about introducing David Lewis. He is a CPA with many more letters behind his name on top of that, <laughs> um, and is the president of our first company-owned um, franchise 
location called Dope CFO Certified Advisor in Wisconsin. And we're excited to build out a company location to support our other franchise locations, as well as a show how it's done to, to open up a location in a totally illegal state. So we're super excited to kind of put our money where our mouth is and show how it's done. And David's got a lot of experience in, as an internal audit director of the financial services industry, um, as well as internal auditor and consultant to local government and quasi-government entities. Apart from his corporate experience, he's operated a successful CPA firm providing advisory, accounting, tax, and fraud examination services to small and medium companies. Um, he also got his CMA, his certified fraud examiner, and his certified internal auditor. So lots of letters. Um, he's currently the president of this Dope CFO certified advisor location. And I wanted to welcome you onto the podcast, David, and, and fill in a little bit of blanks as well there. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here today. Um, I think you covered my my resume pretty well there. Like I said, my my background is in enterprise risk management and built internal audit departments from the ground up. Had a great time doing it and happy to see what I can bring to this new role. Awesome. We're super excited to have you and and um, it definitely makes the, the team much deeper and, and super excited to see where this goes. Um, next, finally, we will introduce Christy Kim, um, the, the latest member of our team. And by the way, every single one of these people on our team was already a Dope CFO VIP member for quite some time. So this wasn't like I just put out a resume. I just only worked with people. I handpicked actually people I noticed and got to know in the group that I wanted to work with. And so super excited to have all of them on the team. Um, Christy Kim is our CFO success manager. She is focused on one and only one thing, making our franchisees and our mastermind members successful, whether that's finding and handing off a lead or a client or helping them get a speaking event, join an organization, whatever they need help with. Um, she will do it. Well, I'll say not, maybe not everything, but, but um, she's been a caregiver, a cultivator, plant-based medicine advocate for many years. She's out of California and knows firsthand the love and labor put into each harvest. She's also trained in finance and accounting management. And so she kind of has that great mix of both sides of accountant, plus really knowing the industry inside and out. And so super excited to have her. So Christy, why don't you fill in some blanks on you as well? Yeah, thanks for that awesome intro, Andrew. It's great to be a part of the Dope CFO team, right? So there's no bigger um, accomplishment than being a part of the number one group in the industry. And that's what we are here at Dope CFO. So that's super thrilling for me. And I'm just excited to get started with these franchisees and really help them as their Dope CFO success manager to not just be a service provider to business owners, but really be a partner to them in their endeavors and build thriving um, businesses that are sustainable for years and years to come. Well, that is awesome. And we're super excited to have you. Um, and all three of you are doing huge amount of help to me, um, really on the forward facing side of the business, which is is great. But let's let's go ahead and jump into our podcast and we'll kind of do start with a little bit of reflection back. So I'm going to have a few minutes here to, to cover some things and then we will jump in and, and do some more back and forth. But just kind of going back to, you know, 2014, I think I got accidentally involved in the industry and got a lab client and then I got a farming client and I, there was nobody in the industry where at that point. 
basically Oregon, Washington, and Colorado were were kind of the legal markets um, with legal companies that we could serve. California had a little bit. Um, but there was just small markets. And I was, you know, I was part of another program that that pitched the idea that was new to me. If you're going to run your own firm, you should pick a niche and become an expert. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I want to do cannabis because um, I had accidentally gotten some clients. I liked it. And um, it was a lot of fun. But then the question became quickly, well, wait a minute. How the heck do I become an expert? There's no industry guides. There's no big four. There's no gap guidance. Every accountant I talk to anywhere is like, no way. We're never serving cannabis. Um, so nobody was into the space at all. And so it was very, very hard. It took me literally feet down on the farm, talking and retalking to accountants that I could get in the industry or attorneys and digging through guidance and tax codes myself and spending literally two or three years to build this stuff so I could actually serve my clients, whether it was internal controls documents, chart of accounts, cost accounting templates, financial models um, for startups, all these tools and systems I built for myself. And I think one of the reasons Dope CFO is so amazing right now was for that very reason. This, And I have founded other companies, by the way, but oftentimes it was like, oh, I think this is a good idea. I'm going to found a company and see if I can sell it to people. This was reverse. This was, I, I built this stuff for myself because I needed it. And sure enough, people started coming out of the woodwork without me doing anything. I never tried to sell anything to anybody. People started coming and approaching me and, hey, Andrew, I heard you had a chart of accounts. I heard you have this. Um, do you have a work paper for that? And and can I buy it? And so I started off selling a few work papers and then sure enough, Sally would call back and say, well, wait a minute, do you got a um, internal control template for a dispensary or do you have this? And and I started selling more and creating more tools. And over time, that that evolved into a program that not just has work papers and tools, of which we have over 100 work papers and tools to serve the in industry um, at this point. Um, but also, we slowly built out more things, education on the in industry and training. We now have over 100 hours of, of training on everything from the science of the plant to operations to software to politics and then accounting and cost accounting and the tax code, 471, 280E, et cetera, court cases. Um, we have a marketing system. We know exactly how to find these clients. We know how to build our what we call VIP, valuable expertise, instructor participant in the niche, um, because that at the end of the day is the best marketing plan. Um, we have a price quoting tool. We have an offer letter uh, built out to um, how we offer and serve these clients. We have the tools and systems and then layered over all of it at this point with almost 600 of us in every state, attorneys, CPAs, CFOs, enrolled agents, bookkeepers. We are number one by a mile in the industry. We lead the AICPA training, whether it's conferences or their CPE, as well as CPA Academy. Um, I've taught um, and trained four different national accounting firms as well. So we are the leader. Nobody touches us. Um, nobody has our level of depth and breadth. And so it's a cool place to be. And, and to think that this kind of evolved and grew just naturally, not out of anyone sitting down and saying, let's strategically build a national community or more tools or whatever, it just evolved. And so um, where we are today, you know, I mean, you can look back over time at some of these. We talked about this case yesterday, the Altermeds case in 2018. That was a huge E because 
they were Colorado was the first state. And so a lot of those people were guinea pigs and they were like the ultimates were kind of a hippie husband and wife out in the farm and just growing pot and having fun. Um, or well, so they thought, but then the IRS came and audited them. They ended up in court for years. They ended up owing about half a million dollars, including 78,000 and simply for accuracy penalties of having crappy books. And um, that led to bankruptcy, the end of their company, a divorce, um, bankruptcy couldn't even LLC couldn't even protect them from the bankruptcy. And so we learned really quickly that, yeah, the IRS is coming after this industry in a big way. Um, it's very important that they get good accounting and tax, um, so that we can help them. So let me, that's a lot of talking I just did. I'm going to turn it over to, to Dave. Um, right now, when, when you joined WCFO, you mentioned that you started to see firsthand how bad it is out there. Tell us a little bit about what you've been seeing along those lines. Oh, yeah. I mean, to your point, you know, you go to any of these cannabis companies who have, say, just a general CPA firm working for them, and you go in say just for a consultation, you take one look at the balance sheet, you know, it takes less than two minutes and you go, no, something is seriously wrong here. So that's, that's kind of what led me to dope CFO in the first place is like, there's gotta be a better way to help these clients. And so going through the program, discovering everything that you had put together, Andrew, I was like, Oh, there is a better way. There's a better way to serve these clients. And so that's been kind of my experience using the program and yeah, having all these awesome tools at my disposal to, to really help these clients be successful. And one other point to the IRS audit thing, I wish I had the source in front of me, but um, yeah, they're coming. They're coming for all of these cannabis companies. The reason being, I, I read, you know, for every audit hour, they're getting four more dollars in <laughs> in revenue, yeah. Yeah, four more dollars in revenue compared to auditing any other mom and pop shop or any other big organization. So the incentive for them to come in and hit cannabis hard is there. And they've just hired a bunch of auditors to come and do it. So, I mean, I see over the next couple of years, it's just going to be a wave of audits. And, you know, we've got to be prepared for that. That's a great point. And the IRS has ramped up as part of the latest budget reconciliation or whatever. They've got more dollars. They're hiring more staff and they're, they've have a target on this industry because it's, it's not only, yeah, it's higher dollars per hour. Um, they see it. They need the dollars. Um, that's another reason the industry is, is in my opinion, going to explode, not just on the medical side, but this is real tax dollars for our, our, state, county, and federal um, government, which they all need. Um, I also put out a video just on, on reflecting where we are in 2022, because we are in a little bit of a, a downturn, not just nationally with the national economy, but also in the cannabis markets right this second. But um, that's okay. The growth, if you look back over the last 10 years, has been absolutely massive in this industry. And, and just sitting back and reflecting on on us as accountants, myself, and everyone in my program that has invested their career and times and dollars with a big bet that this industry is going fully legal. And um, that's where we think it is right now. So if we fast forward to 2019, you know, we got to see a couple of things like right this second, you know, today we're in a recession. In 2019, we were in the middle of a pandemic and COVID and we saw it absolutely crush many industries. Um, but 
cannabis companies continue to grow and th thrive and we had more and more markets open up legally as well um, and we can safely say for the most part the compliant legal cannabis industry is for the most part recession proof let me bring ray in and and what are your thoughts on on that hey team <clears throat> yeah i mean the business economics are behind it and so and we did kind of get to see what would happen in a recession during covid um, oddly enough, and cannabis crushed it. I mean, they crushed it during COVID. So people are during a downturn. They do still smoke cannabis. It's kind of like a sin industry, even though there's a medical side, there is still a recreational side of cannabis, similar to alcohol that will thrive during recession, just as it thrived during the COVID downturn. Um, essentially similar to a recession. We weren't really traveling. No one was going on vacations. No one was doing the normal things that they would normally do, which is kind of like what a recession does. When cash gets tight, people don't normally do the things that they normally do and travel and do all that stuff. So they're, they're usually kind of stuck at home. And so the business economics are such that because not only within the nation where more states are coming on board, increasing the demand, thus increasing the supply need, which is going to increase our business pool within each state, municipalities are coming online after they see the tax revenue that's coming from them choosing to not opt out compared to cities that chose to opt in once the state went rec legal. And so the business economics are such that like demand will continue to grow even during a recession. It's just inevitable as more municipalities and states come on board. And so we've seen it during COVID be successful. We've seen just the market expand. And so just based on the unit economics, um, it's going to be fine during recession, just like it has in the past. And one thing that I would add to that, and those are all great points, is so we are just like any industry, there will be ups and downs and there will be massive price changes. So you can look in Oregon right now. Um, we're in about round three of prices going up and down. There will always be be markets for for key brands and the higher quality product will demand a higher price. That said, this is a tough business. If you're, there may be huge demand for cannabis in a recession or COVID. That doesn't mean it's easy money for a dispensary or farm. They still have to have plenty of capital. They have to do things right. They need world-class accounting and tax. They need a dope CFO on their team. It's a difficult business to run and manage, and that's going to continue. Um, I always say this is similar in some ways to the high-tech industry. Um, just because high-tech was in huge demand early on in the century didn't mean that Amazon didn't lose money for years or Facebook didn't or Google or whoever else. So we'll we'll continue to see that as well. Um, let's continue on with, with cannabis still not being legal in a few states. Um, in fact, Nebraska, um, just yesterday we found out they could not get um, cannabis reform on their ballot. But let's just think about that a minute. At least they were getting signatures. They almost got it on the ballot. I think there were 8,000 votes short. That's not that many votes. Um, and that Nebraska is one of the hardcore anti-cannabis states, and they still almost got it on the ballot. Um, the latest poll in Nebraska says 80% of the population wants access to the legal med medical cannabis markets. Texas and Idaho are very similar to other anti-cannabis states. They have 
the majority of their population wanting it, um, as well as the national population. We can also look at any political group. We can poll Republicans. We can poll Democrats. We can poll independents. And every single one of those groups has a majority wanting cannabis legalization. There's almost no issue in the national front that you can say that for. And that's why we've seen cannabis sweep the nation so quickly. Um, safe banking is still not passed. Where I heard um, Congressman Perlmutter, if I said that right, speak at our AICPA Cannabis Conference that we helped lead a couple of weeks ago. He thinks there's a good chance it will go through this year. I hope so. Um, California just removed their excess tax burden on cultivation and treating it like all other farms. Um, but legislation is still slow and uncertain. So why don't I bring you in, Christy, as a cultivator and resident of California, where the laws are super complex, um, shed some light on why the cultivation tax changes are so important for the future of the industry in your state and, and why this actually needed to happen sooner. Yeah, that's a great question, right? And so it's kind of a tricky one. So California recently decided that they were going to eliminate the cultivation tax, which was a really big win for cultivators because it puts us on par with other um, agricultural crops, right, that don't have this burden. So it lowers the cost for to actually produce the product. Um, why I say it's kind of a tricky subject, right, is because California has backloaded it with a trigger in the legislation where, yes, they've taken away the cultivation tax, but at the same time, once cannabis sales reach a certain threshold, then the excise tax will go up. And so really because of 280E, right, we have this big burden of tax liability to growers. So really the states are the only ones that have the power to reduce those cost burdens to our growers and to lower um, the price overall to cannabis in the legal market so that we're not funneling back into the black or the gray market. Now that's that's all great points, and um, and really just talking about this. And I'm I'm trying to think which state I just saw that's talking about it. Maybe it's Pennsylvania, a big tax. When you already have 280, and you look at a dispensary or farm, it's I mean, even without talking about cannabis, farming on its on its just industry, manufacture and retail. All three of those industries are incredibly tough to make it in. Um, they've got lots of real estate, payroll, insurance, just lots and lots of costs to run any one of those businesses and thin margins. So it's very tough. And then you lay on this punitive federal 280 tax. And then if the states come in and are like, oh, this is easy money, let's take another tax bite every step of the way. At some point, it doesn't, if you go too harsh on that front, at some point, everyone calls uncle and they're like, oh, we're just going to go back and sell to the illegal markets because um, they made it so punitive that that our choice is either sell illegally or sell legally and lose a fortune forever. That doesn't work over the long term. Most operators, I think, are betting eventually we'll get massive tax reform. Um which is not a guarantee, but let's let's hope it hope we get there. But that's definitely been something that's really hampered the industry, and we'll we'll see what happened. So let's kind of fast forward to what is happening right now today. The IRS and state legislatures are cracking down. We've talked about the IRS coming. States are coming as well, and it's not just states. We have OSHA, EPA. You know, we saw OSHA find a hemp farm. Hemp is legal. They find a hemp farm, 600,000. Um, there was another audit where it was OSHA or another agency, maybe it was EPA, 
came out to Oregon and I think they went to like 500 hemp farms. And I think in like 60%, they found cannabis <laughs> illegally. So there's lots and lots of issues. There's lots of issues, agencies coming to be looking over your back. And so we let licensees and owners and investors of these companies, you want to make sure your accounting, your bookkeeping, your tax, your compliance, your HR is rock solid. That first and foremost will protect your behind as you go forward and will add a ton of value to your company. Um, and it will help you correctly minimize your tax. It'll set you up better for audit and exit um, at Dope CFO. And we make sure every um, client has a, a what we call a permanent audit trail. So you're audit ready every single month of your existence from day one um, to the end. Um, one of the challenges we know we mentioned early on in 2018, there was no guidance. AICPA was barely touching this. Um, even though proper gap cost accounting was a condition of maintaining a license in most state and for correctly minimizing your taxes, as well there were very few cpas in the industry as well um, but now that's all all starting to change which is going to lead me to the all all important seg you into the future of cannabis industry and even our dope cfo program um, as well we have no idea when exactly the cannabis industry is going to be legal the, def the laws are definitely changing and what you'll see is every single um state county and nationally, those laws just evolve. So even here in Oregon, we're in year nine or 10 or whatever, they change all the time. More counties opt in or cities opt in or the, the state changes this rule or that rule. So it's a lot to keep up with as well. So for accountants that are new to this industry, we found that accounting professionals want to be able to provide world-class accounting, but also running the business and building a personal brand can be tricky. Um, and so on top of that, I found over the year. So again, I, if you go back to day one, I was just, you called me up and I'd say like summer called me up and said, Hey, Andrew, can you give me a couple of work papers? I gave her those work papers. See you later. And that slowly evolved into much more, many more tools and a marketing system and education and even this community that we have. But over the last couple of years, more and more people were asking me, Hey, Andrew, can we go deeper? Is there some, can we, get more access to you and your team and can you help help us at a deeper level on marketing and seo and systems and even client service and that really appealed to me i'm almost 60 and as i look out to my next 10 years now where i want to go for really the last stage of my entire accounting career it's going to be in cannabis i've gone all in on the industry and i'm a big big believer on the industry but and i'll still continue our core dope cfo program but i am going to focus more and more of my time focused on what we're building is called the dope cfo certified advisor franchise program and we're starting out with a very small number our first training launches september 6th we will have somewhere between five and 10 members of that cohort. And we are going to start very, very small. And we are going to work very closely and deeply with a handful of people um, to help them build very successful firms. And by help, I mean, we first and foremost, I hired this amazing team that I just interest, introduced you to. And that really, they're all three of their goal, especially in year one, is nothing other than how the heck do we help these franchisees get their business off the ground and launch, um, hopefully towards seven figure as quickly as possible. Um, we're, we have 
their website figured out, their social media. We built new lead magnet tools. And we've got an 80-page startup, ultimate startup guide that they can use as a branded lead magnet at events and with their prospects. We have other lead magnets and marketing tools. Um, they have access to me and the team. I'm helping the, these people um, on their pricing, on their discovery calls, closing the clients. Um, we're helping them serve the clients, making sure we're going training through the program to make sure everyone is doing that premier level of high quality dope CFO um, service, whether it's a perpetual data room, onboarding, controls, corporate governance, reporting, entity structuring, cost accounting. We are going to make sure they are doing absolutely the best of the best at that level. Um, and so we have different components in this franchise program um, on that, whether it's, you know, even finding these people speaking events or joining organizations or even ha having all the slides and the, the speaking topics already built out. So we're making it, as my friend likes to say, we're making it stupid easy for these people to be successful. And we're not just helping and coaching them along the way. We're actually taking steps for them. Um, we we just literally, Ray um, found a client that was a perfect fit for one of our first franchisees just two days ago. And he closed them um, immediately. So that that was good success for us. We're not even officially started till September 6th. So we're already having good, good traction right off. Um, but Christy, let me bring you in and then we'll bring Ray as well with um, kind of talk about some of your highlights and you're, you're starting full-time September as well with us as the CFO success manager. And that's really the good title that we came up with that we want you to be able to make these people successfully as quickly as possible and, and really having their back. Right. So my role, right, as CFO success manager is really to um, work one on one with our franchisees and to guide them through the process of building their firm and then also servicing their clients. So that's everything from bringing them on board and really helping them get all their stuff set up, you know, with the access to our pro shop and customized swag that they don't have to spend hours trying to format and different things like that for their marketing package, um, cool. teaching them. Yeah, exactly. Like what Andrew has <laughs> on. Right. And so we all know that takes a ton of time. And instead of spending hours and hours and hours of your your valuable time that you could be servicing clients, we've got that all nailed down for you. And so I'm there just to help guide you through all of those startup things, all the questions you have of who to contact for, you know, this, that, and the other thing, just to make your business run and then help you as well, really um, connect with your clients, find the clients, working on how to speak to the clients, how to um, write your offers. All of these things are things that we cover in depth because just like a business owner isn't um, great maybe at doing the accounting and admin type of stuff because they're an entrepreneur and a creator. Um, most of our accountants, right? Their passion in life isn't to do the admin side of their accounting practice. It's to go do great accounting work. And that's what we as the team can really help facilitate is take that burden of figuring out all the admin stuff and let them thrive in the servicing aspect of their role with the customer. That's all all very great points. And we're just um, super excited to get launched. And, and another thing I didn't even mention was these franchisees. So right now, if you're a dope CFO VIP member, you might have your own account. You do have your own accounting company called, say, 
green stem or green bud or whatever it is, it's not dope CFO. You have your own accounting firm. You've got access to our tools and our education and our community and our, our live calls and our support, but you have your own company and I have no say in your company. You can do whatever the heck you want. If you go get a client and you give them bad client service, I can't do anything about it. I don't even know about it. Um, but with Dope CFO, you actually are able to say I'm representing the brand. Um, I am a Dope CFO certified advisor. And with that comes a ton of prestige for one, because you're at the top of the top, but and gives you more access to me and the team as well behind you and more training, including passing a certification test. It's not just a pretend certification. It's a 12 week training and there will be an actual test at the end because I want to know when you're out there, you're doing exactly our system correctly because we want our brand. We always call talk about this um, white glove, high quality. And I start thinking of Four Seasons, Bugatti, Rolex, that top, top level of product and service. That's what we want to deliver. So we have to ensure that anyone that comes into this program is going to be able to live up and deliver that with us um, with our support and training and so we're we're both ways. You the franchisees get to leverage our brand, but on our end, we get to make sure and make certain they're actually delivering on that side. And Ray, do you want to jump in and talk a little more about that whole um, level of kind of white glove service and how we? Yeah, yeah, I'm reading the four season book right now. Izzy Sharp is the man. Um, but yeah, if we can't compete with the regional firms on quantity and volume and nor do we want to, that's just not a good life. So distinctive quality, exceptional service, that's kind of the brand. And so we bring, that's why I really am excited about the franchisees is we're bringing in very strong personal brands and then combining it with the dope CFO national brand. And that is like a recipe for success. Um, and then also like we are entering a recession. And so the few years leading up to this, the CEO was king because cash was everywhere. But during times when cash gets tight and money matters, the CFO is king. And so that's why like our time to shine in cannabis is coming right now. It's like we've been going through a years of success where cannabis has been booming. You know, price per pound has been high. CEOs have been the rock stars. But as we know, anybody who's been in the industry, the price per pound is going down. Capital is getting scarce. It is hard to get some of these licenses in the States. So when money is tight, working. So like our time to shine is coming back around. And then definitely we do keep businesses afloat during recessions. Like when it is really brass tacks and like they don't ask the CEO, like, how are the numbers looking? Can we, what should we do this month to get by? They ask the CFO. So we like literally get to make a really strong impact right now for the next few years. That'll then set our companies up for success and in doing so ourselves for success. And then also just more on kind of the brand is we become partners very quickly with these business owners and intimately because we're providing that exceptional service where it's very detailed and nuanced the way we solve their problems because cannabis business owners have problems. Anybody who talks with them, you'll get an earful. And so we give them peace of mind with that exceptional white glove service. It's like cannabis business owners only get the right to have peace of mind when they engage Adobe CFO, CPA, or just any... CFO that actually can give them the level of service, which is month in financial reporting, quarterly reporting, yearly reporting, month in, month out, closing the books, having these meetings with them, being proactive, being responsive. That really gives them peace of mind. And that's kind of what makes me excited is everything that the cannabis industry is hungry for right now is what we're offering. 
Um, and so that's kind of what excites me about the franchisees and just kind of the dope CFO model of distinctive quality, exceptional service, just this white glove. Cause that's, there's no white glove service for this pretty much in anything. So that's what excites me about it. Well, those are all um, great points. And I'll touch on a couple of those because that's exactly right with them. And I'm actually working on some other things. So I'm pretty closely tied in via the AICPA Cannabis Conference and speaking. Um, my other co-chairs and, and co-planning committee members, most of them are the heads of their cannabis division at these huge national firms, regional firms. And these people are having a staffing crisis. They have been for the last couple of years. It will continue for maybe at least a decade because there are not enough new CBAs coming into the industry. And so they will not be catching us for any time soon. And they're struggle is not getting clients, like you said, or volume of clients or pricing them very high. Their problem is, is get, delivering good service um, and trying to keep their staff and not have their staff quit. So we're hearing over and over from cannabis companies, Andrew, we got a good CBA firm or a small firm or a big firm that they're just, they're not available. They might have a good product, but their service is just not anything but white glove. And I think in today's day and age, and we can even expand this outside of accounting, we all crave this. We don't get this, whether we're dealing with Intuit or United Airlines or Verizon phones or Avis Rent-A-Car. It's just impossible to get good service from almost anybody, you know, and, and so if you can be delivering in your niche this top, top tier service, you're going to succeed. If it's if it's a great product with that great service, um, it's going to be very successful. And that's where we're going to want to go with the Dope CFO Certified Advisor Program. The only... Um, competition, and it's not even competition, is someone, a cannabis company saying, oh, I'm going to go hire a full-time CFO and controller. The problem with that is if they're not out of our program, they're going to be like I was five years ago. They may be super smart and great CPAs, but if they don't know this industry inside out, if they don't have the tools and work papers built, if they don't have a national community to lean on, they're going to do subpar work. We've seen that happen over and over. We've seen CPAs in-house CPA CFOs be fired and replaced by a dope CFO non-CPA and be very happy. So we've, we've seen people who even are underneath the CPA leverage up and do a better job because they just have more resources at their back. And the dope CFO certified advisors are going to be the top of the top because they have access to me and, and this team of Ray, David, and Christy. Um, and we're a very, very um, deep team. And so let me talk briefly about how that relates to David as well. And so, um, David is kind of our like ace out of the bullpen. We've got, um, and there's a reason we brought him on as well, because we knew he had very, very deep and strong accounting, pure accounting, forensics, internal audit, certified management account, CPA. So there's really strong skills on top of cannabis skills. And so what he is going to be doing is leading the first, really our first location out of Wisconsin, Dope CFO Certified Advisor. It is a, an affiliate of Dope CFO. Dope CFO owns a third, so we have a minority interest. But we realized early on as we were developing our mastermind program that people land a client and all of a sudden they need support or they need more bookkeeping or they need they need you know, someone's a bookkeeper and they want a CFO to bid with them or they somehow need some accounting support. And so that's where David is going to come in. And so not only is he going to be helping find clients and, and sending these clients to the um, 
franchisees, it will actually, as they build up that client base and their companies grow, say a, a company grows to four, seven, eight dispensaries, all of a sudden they need more help. They can come back to David and say, hey, can you do an audit for my client that I'm a CFO of? Or I need two bookkeepers in Ohio. Can you help me locate and matchmake? So we will be we will be providing that extra layer of source to help these clients scale quickly um, with kind of an easy one-stop solution. And David, do you want to add any more kind of onto that that side of things as we start to grow? Yeah, yeah. And to your point, you know, the way I really see my role in this is lead by example, right? We've got to we've got to make these franchises a success no matter what. So to Ray's point, um, I'm here to provide that white glove service to our clients. One, you know, the number one complaint I hear from any client, canna or non-canna, is lack of responsiveness and lack of, you know, getting back in time to them. So Providing that white glove service, leading by example. I'm very much an accountant's accountant, so I love the technical side of things. So as our franchisees are landing these great clients, anytime they need help, say, with month-end cost accounting or, or any aspect of the DOPE CFO program, that's the other hat I wear is they can come to me and I can help them out and the whole team can help them out. So that's that's where I see my role and really excited to be a part of it. We're super excited on that side as well. And it's going to be fun to see how this evolves. Um, I think the early adopters uh, made a very, very, very smart choice. Um, we will we will not grow until they've hit it out of the park. And we're already starting to, to have that even before we get started. <laughs> um, and so, Ray, let me end um, with your final thoughts as well. We've seen some success with our early franchisees. What are you most looking forward to for our current and future franchisees? Um, just like the team aspect of things and growing together. Um, as a solo entrepreneur myself, I know what it's like to kind of be out there when you're on your own. It's exciting, um, but it's a roller coaster, right? It's like it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of be riding that roller coaster with a team now that's all actually trying to do exactly what I'm trying to do is accounting and cannabis at a white glove level really really deep with just a few clients and so just watching us expand as the cannabis expands and then also the big thing is making an impact it's like not everybody gets to say they make an impact with what they do day in and day out um especially into their industry but cannabis being so new like we are making it an impact every week um but whether you believe it or not so that's what i'm most excited for is just seeing how dope cfo gets deeper into these states that are new start working with states that are coming on board at a deeper level and just uh yeah really driving the whole cannabis industry forward no that's those are all great points and i'm glad you hit those because i and he brought that up that you know early on you know a couple of years ago i'd go or i mean even three four years ago i spoke at arkansas and there was like three dope cfos there it's the first time i met summer and we had a ball we went to dinner and i was like oh i love being part of this national network but it's hard to know each other it reminded me of my days at price waterhouse in the 90s you know there's a gazillion people at price waterhouse but I, I was in the Dallas office and then in the Dallas office, I, I was part of the entrepreneurial team and we had a team of like 30 people and we got to know each other and it was awesome. And so I started to think, yeah, one thing I didn't love about Dope CFO was I was no, me, knowing lots of people, very, very superficial, higher level. And so I'm very, very excited to make deeper relationships with all the franchisee um, owners as well. We'll have an annual event every 
year we'll be at events together we go to dinner we already had a dinner in in denver a couple of weeks ago that was super amount of fun and you really get to know not only the the franchise owner but their spouses or their um significant others and so we get to make those deeper connections which ties into another one one of our values of having fun we want to enjoy we want to provide world-class product and service but we actually want to have fun doing this in a fun industry um another one you mentioned making a huge impact for our clients. That's a huge E that makes us feel good for delivering that value. And even in this industry overall, helping social equity applicants, this industry is very important, whether it's on the medical side, criminal justice side, social equity side, it is important in so many ways. And we're at the forefront of that. And so all of that is, is super exciting to actually now go out and deliver the dope CFO um, brand. And really we're not, our focus is not on quantity at all. And that's the other nice thing about the franchise. It's on quality. We, you know, if we get to 10 franchisees or 20 or 30, Whatever the number, we're okay with it because we're we're going to help them um, build great firms. If you are a a farm owner, investor, dispensary owner, product manufacturer, and you want more information, go check out dopecfo.us. That is our page um, to um, cannabis owners, operators, investors. Um, if you're an accountant and want more information about our programs, our franchisee program go to dopecfo.com so not us so dopecfo.us for business owners dopecfo.com for accountants and you'll find a franchise button or you can find out more about our programs there as well um wanted to say thank you again to everyone for listening to so many episodes i never thought i'd be hosting a podcast and and now to have this huge team on board as well we may start adding more podcasts and get some of you all interviewing people um at some of these events etc um so hopefully we'll 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 have more podcasts coming out and we'll have some more diversity in them as well um so anyway thank you all for joining and we will wrap it up there You've been listening to the Dope CFO Cannabis Accounting Podcast. Every other Monday, we air tips and insights on cannabis and CBD hemp accounting. Make sure you subscribe today and also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere for more advice, tips, industry news as well. Um, to find out more about our cannabis and CBD accounting program, visit dopecfo.com and don't forget to be dope.